0: Welcome to Wellness U, a podcast designed to help you learn more about your health and how to live your best life. Podcast hosts include Chiropractic Essence and Essence Med, Bambi's Green Acres Natural Market, My Nurse Healthcare, and First Row Fitness, all of Council Bluffs, Iowa. Before we hear from this episode's host, let's learn more about everyone here at Wellness U. My Nurse Healthcare is here for you. Do you have questions about your medication? Maybe you need some help with personal cares. We have CNAs and HHAs that can help you. Do you have a new diagnosis or maybe a disease that you would like to learn more about and have support with? My Nurse Healthcare is here to support you by providing you with a nurse navigator or advocate that can serve as a liaison between patients and doctors. Every circumstance is different. That's why it is so important for your nurse advocate and medical team to work together. Call 402-250-8465 or visit com to learn more and schedule a free consultation today. Also brought to you by First Row Fitness. Join host Carrie McDonald, personal trainer, sports nutrition specialist, and owner of First Row Fitness for discussions on improving your fitness, nutrition, and quality of life. You'll experience a no-nonsense approach to nutrition and all things fitness and be inspired by guests who change changed their lives by deciding to take control of their health. You can even submit your own questions for Carrie to address, so look for episodes of Wellness You hosted by Carrie McDonald. This episode of Wellness You brought to you by Bambi's Green Acres Natural Marketing Council Bluffs. If you're searching for healthy supplements, herbal products, information, education, and more, come visit us at Bambi's Green Acres Natural Market, right here in Council Bluffs for 26 years, where we put health in your hands. Call today, 712-323-5799. Welcome to this episode of Wellness You. i I'm Ton Studer. In studio today, Dr. TJ and Brie Alger with Chiropractic Essence and Essence Med. Thank you so much for uh, coming in today. You, I, I always love it when you guys come in because I, I learn so much and if, if I can put it this way, you guys have such a great energy about you. So anytime I'm around you, I always feel better.
1: Thank you. Well, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you. Yeah. i glad
0: to be here.
2: Our that's you know our whole job is trying to find ways to kind of unlock optimal health for people. And so yeah. thus we unlock that optimism for that yeah. optimal you. Yeah. And so Spreading we- Spreading good vibes. great yeah, ra- ra- Raising
1: the vibration. You always tend to, to, to notice people. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're gravitated towards you, Todd, is you- vibrate at a high level. So people tend to want to surround themselves with others that vibe at a high level. And so that's what we try to put out there. And yeah, so let's go. Everybody That's like a really (laughs) nice compliment. Thank (laughs) you. The tide rises all raises all boats. So yeah. That's what we're trying to do.
2: And so speaking of that kind of addiction to that high uh (laughs) the
0: topic today.
2: Yeah, so we're here to talk about dopamine.
0: All right, so dopamine as I know it is just that feel-good chemical that your body releases that it's kind of like a quick hit kind of thing. Am I right about that?
2: Yeah, kind of. I would uh, categorize dopamine. So a lot of people know dopamine as, yeah, like that feel-good, that little release I get when I do something or eat a piece of chocolate or anything like that. But I like to reference dopamine as the molecule of more. Because the whole point of dopamine is to optimize future resources to make your future better than your present. So it's a it's the driving molecule. Mm-hmm. It drives it's, us to take action. It's
1: the it's the moti- It's the motivation. Yeah, it's motivation. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
0: Sounds like it can also be addictive.
1: Very addictive. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, yes, it is. But it can be a good addiction. It doesn't always have to have, be negative. Right. Yeah, so, I think.
2: I think that's a big thing is we're we're in – actually, we talked about it last time we were in here. We're in this society where we are addicted to those little dopamine releases um, on social media, our phones, um, through going and buying those expensive coffees, little things like that. Mm-hmm. But I think the big misconception is by doing this activity, I have increased my dopamine.
1: Yeah, but it's like it's not – they like by doing the by eating the piece of chocolate, you get the reward of, of dopamine. dopamine. And that's the that's, that's backwards.
2: Yeah. So dopamine's the driver to eat the chocolate. Dopamine's the driver to wait in line at Starbucks. Dopamine drives us to take action because we're chasing a high.
0: Yeah, this is different mm-hmm. than than the way that I was thinking. You're right.
2: Yeah. So we all have kind of a baseline operating level of dopamine, and that's also constantly shifting based on The amount of dopamine exposure we get based on our activities throughout our lives
0: you brought up something about making a purchase i remember when i was building this uh, podcast uh, facility i felt really really good Mm -hmm. because i was spending large amounts of money and you would think that by doing that i'd be feeling bad but no i didn't yeah i I had a real emotional high during that entire process Yep,
2: yep, that's uh I am a, sometimes a shopaholic in my oh, dopamine man. chase. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> click and buy, purchase, that anticipation of receiving that item is is the best part. That anticipation and that is dopamine. That anticipation because once I receive that, you know, it's great it's, to try those yeah. clothes on whatever, but it's less. It's less. So, you actually once you receive what you're after, your dopamine crashes.
1: And this is this is where I think that that it's important to have this conversation about it is because we we need to understand it and prepare ourselves for the successes that are gonna come. Right. And so I, I was sharing this this example of a documentary um, that, that we watched is called The Weight of Gold. And so it was talking about how Olympic athletes, right, they spend years, decades some of them, to chase after that gold medal. And then if you look at the studying them after they get the gold medal, depressed. No motivation, sometimes suicide, like terrible things because of because like maybe they didn't quite prepare themselves for. Okay, so what happens when I get this? And so dopamine
0: was that huge drive, and then it was gone it's once gone they got in
2: it, almost an instant. And I, so that I, well, I've heard something
0: similar with people that, that do through hikes on the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, that for months and months while they're doing it, they've had this goal and they have this mission that they're mm-hmm. trying to meet, reach a. Mount Katata, and I believe is what it's called in Maine. Once they get there, now they're going home and they have a huge depression crash Yeah, yeah. Right? because that's it's over with now. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, so all of that dopamine that was driving you to do that and accomplish that has now completely released and you have none of that left. It's like postpartum depression is the same yeah. thing. Think about what your body has to go through to deliver and birth a child. You have to have a lot of those feel good hormones and through your body because that's a painful experience, but once it's over, that's gone in an instant, and that's where that postpartum depression and those types of baby blues come into play too. Your body, it's a survival mechanism, mm-hmm. and so if you're, you know, dating back to the caveman days, dopamine's the reason that we hunted and foraged for food. It was our driver to continue doing that, to to leave our loved ones, to go do something that is not fun for our survival, it's a survival mechanism that's Mm -hmm. built in us that drives us. But the importance there too is if we were to attain that and continue to receive dopamine after we've attained it, it's gonna be tougher to be driven to go out and do it again. So you have to come back down a baseline. And so that's where we kind of talk about that ratio of dopamine and how in our daily lives, that baseline can be shifted based on our activities.
1: Yeah. And so what are some like things that we can do to naturally keep a healthy dopamine level, healthy dopamine baseline? And three of the most uh, natural things, easiest things that we can do, they're pretty simple. Um, number one is get adequate sunlight, right? They're, they've done a study I was reading about that uh, people that, because uh, sunlight exposure can also be dangerous, but people that were tanning people get like addicted to tanning right and they can keep going going back to it because they did a study they had higher dopamine levels a higher baseline just because they were tanning right so adequate healthy levels of sunlight exercise of course but it doesn't have to be in an intense tight like it can be anything you can do some yoga you can go for a walk with your dog you know just things like that can maintain a healthy baseline of dopamine and then another one is listening to music There's tons of studies that, that show, you know, how music can give us a healthy, healthy baseline of dopamine.
0: I'm thinking to some of the experiences that I personally have where I do feel better. And you talked about the exercise. If I can get out and go for a moderate hike and about an hour or so, I have processed everything that was running through my brain. And at the end, I'm a little tired. And then as I get my wind back, I can feel my mood lift mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you didn't, what you did there is you didn't have this like
1: instant, like super high peak, right? It was kind of like. Right. It was a gradual. Yes. gradual up, gradual down. That's true. Right? It's not this, you know, major roller coaster. Of it's peak, not east the east hard valley,
0: spike like. of when I went yeah. out and bought new microphones. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Because that's also the buyer's remorse sets in. Yeah. When you spend a lot of money, you get that high. mm mm-hmm and then i'm sure at some point you're having this panic of oh my gosh was that the right decision
1: I, I, I remember when when we opened um chiropractic essence and we had this just this massive ribbon cutting and that the the drive of the of the you know all the work that we had put in and the the party was was so much fun but after that i'm sure you remember that night we were like we were dead we were done and you, then the next couple of weeks after that i was like there was this Am I doing the right thing here? Yeah, you you
2: kind of, because that that dopamine, that driver is continuing to drive you towards that that goal. And then once it's over, you kind of have this like self-worth issue almost because this has been driving you. You've been correlating this to your self-worth. And then once that's regulated back down... You're like, oh, my gosh, you know, what path am I truly on? Because it's confusing. You're mm-hmm. climbing up the mountain, and then once you're changing your trajectory, it gets confusing. And so, you know, even as a simple as, you know, brides planning their wedding and after the wedding day, they usually get kind of sad. <laughs> like, you've, you've accomplished your goal. You've married the love of your life, right? Why is it so sad? But it's because you're driving towards this, and then now the trajectory has changed.
0: So, what are some examples of? Because I'm thinking there's probably some bad things that are giving you that dopamine hit too that we can kind of get addicted to. And, and this is an audio podcast, but I have a phone in my hand right now. <laughs> I'm thinking this is probably a big part of it.
2: Yeah. The, yeah. you know, the constant scrolling and things like that. So, um, when you're scrolling social media, you're not present. Your mind is elsewhere. And so you are kind of formulating this ideal in your head of either where you're at or where you could be or things like that. You're not in the present Mm -hmm. moment. Even though you're presently scrolling your phone, your mind isn't in the present. And so you're constantly focused on these other things. And when you come back to reality, when you set that phone down, your mind goes back to the present and then that dopamine release is gone. And so you know that's where the the scrolling is a really easy one. Um, we kind of mentioned like the the little like coffees, treats, you know, chocolate, little things like that. Um, <clears throat> but compulsive eating's another one. So, you know, I kind of talked about is the molecule of more. Uh, so you know, dopamine. The whole point, like I had mentioned, it's it's hardwired into us because it's evolution. Like we evolved on the brink of starvation, and so. As you evolve, you kind of have this idea of like, I don't know where my next meal is coming from, things like that. And so when you're overeating, it's because I'm consuming this and my body is telling me this is making me feel good because it's telling me that I need to consume to survive. Mm -hmm. And so that's where a lot of eating disorders for overconsumption kind of can be fueled too by dopamine.
0: I've been there with with the eating thing and I don't have – as much of an issue with it as, as, uh, some other people do, but I have gone chasing after that. And I just, I I find myself, I'm full and food's still going in my mouth because I'm chasing something besides just hunger satisfaction. Yeah. 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 And so that's where, uh, Brian mentioned about the the baseline.
1: And before we went on air, we were talking about a tolerance, right? It's like talk, say ice cream. Some people really have to have ice cream. Well, eventually that bowl of ice cream needs to get a little bigger and then needs to get a little bigger because you're just increasing that that baseline and that is where the real issues can come it comes with with alcohol abuse and you know drugs and and things like that
2: dopamine enhancing drugs too those stimulants like cocaine and like heroin these extremely dopamine that that's why these certain types of drugs are so much more addictive because they're kicking in that driving molecule because i'm just driving to want more and more and more and that's why some substances are so much more addictive because we're hardwired into wanting that Mm -hmm. once we've had that that taste of that high whatever that's coming from whether it is exercise or a drug induced or something like that and so that's where you have healthy forms of that Mm -hmm. and very unhealthy toxic forms of that
1: yeah and i think just just having the conversation and understanding what it means is going to make us more aware of Gaining some control over yeah.
2: this. Yeah, but I'm like, I myself am a dopamine addict for oh, yeah. sure. I mean, we're not, we're entrepreneurs. You have to be. Right. You know what I mean? That, that's what drives us as entrepreneurs. It's driving our passion. It makes us feel alive. It makes us work on our
1: futures. We and, just find a new mountain to climb. Like
2: yeah. And but that so it's <laughs> this funny just
1: add something else on.
2: Because Dr. TJ and I uh, opened up Chiropractic Essence three years ago. And since then, we've opened up Essence Med, um, joint injections. Uh, and now we're launching into a whole slew of other things. And you would think at some point, like, enough is enough. We're almost like gluttons for punishment mm-hmm. because of the stress levels. But you're always chasing that next high because it's, it's the driver, it's the creator. Creativity is spurred by dopamine. Artists completing a painting. Uh, so many artists say that that's the lowest points of their life because dopamine's driving them to create and to build and explore. And once they've completed it, it, we kind of talked about it, it comes back to that calm down. And so all of these, you know, people that authors of books and things, that's, it's the thing that drives us to do something really, really difficult. Um, and the more difficult the task, the higher, the high, the lower, the low, right? And so the beauty of that is that it drives us to do really amazing, impactful things in this world. But then the downfall is we have these other little substances or even the toxins of social media that are so much more easily accessed now that we can find ways to, to get kind of higher highs. And thus, we feel those lower lows. But then we're also, again, building up that tolerance and that baseline. And so every event, again, is in, in scale to our baseline.
1: Mm-hmm. And something that is becoming become uh, common uh, out there is called a dopamine detox And again, uh, Todd if you'll share the story where you kind of unknowingly had your own uh, dopamine <laughs> dopamine
0: detox. Well so sort we'll of go ahead and I, I spent uh, Christmas uh, several days over Christmas at my cousin's cabin in North Georgia and uh, this was an old cabin built in the 1880s and uh, there was zero service there. No cell, no data. There was uh, All he had in there was a DVD player with some movies because you weren't getting a television signal. You weren't getting anything in there. And I struggled. I really, really struggled because I'm so used to jumping over to my email account to see if there's any emails that have come in or um, checking on social media or any of these things that I was not able to do. While yeah. I was there, yeah. because frustrated again, and like
2: when down. you, yeah, when you check these things, where does your mind go? Not where you're currently at, not right. not that mental state of where I'm at currently in my present. I'm elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm either building and responding to emails and things like that, or I'm envisioning a different life because I'm scrolling uh, somebody's vacation photos on Instagram. You know what I mean? Things like that.
0: I've heard also, well, somebody uh, that I'm close to took a rafting trip on the Colorado River going through the Grand Canyon. It lasted about two weeks. You oh. don't get a signal in there at all. No. And <laughs> she said that it took two or three days and she was crawling out of her skin. And then after that, she didn't miss it. Yeah. yeah. She was actually happy that it yeah. was out of her life. Yeah, so that is the definition of that of that
1: dopamine detox because now she's created those those brain pathways where being present, with herself and nature or whatever it was is kind of different for everybody. That's how she gets her dopamine now, not an email or a...
2: Well, yeah. So you're you're reducing it so you're staying at baseline. And there's an importance in that um, that I think that we need to talk about too because, you know, we talked about those creators. Um, you know, there's one author, I can't even remember his name now. He requires himself to take a one-month vacation every single year and one month is a, a long amount of time it is yes um and created one of his best sellers out of that time where he was fully present because also when you're in that driving mode you know we talked about the creativity that comes along with that too but you're driving usually intentionally towards a specific goal you're you don't have the freedom to explore all these different facets of your mind and take in the world as it sits and That's also a really important thing to do is to, you know, meditation. Meditation is a huge, huge part of what I would recommend for regulating your dopamine levels. And actually, if we're talking about, you know, meditation, like um, monks, like Tibetan monks, they have some of the lowest dopamine levels of anybody in the world. Uh, And we also understand that meditation is probably one of the hardest things for us in Western culture to do. It's a really difficult thing to, for us to accomplish. But it's so interesting to tap into kind of some of these these ideals of just feeling complete in yourself and that gratitude in the moment, um, that it's the opposite of dopamine, but it's also a source of happiness. Mm-hmm. So it's not dopamine, but it's still happy. Yeah. um, there's a book that I read, I'm gosh, it was probably five years ago now um called Bringing Home the Dharma. Uh, and so that was just a really interesting shift in my life ever since that understanding you don't constantly have to be building and wanting more and looking towards the future to be happy because you're never going to get there. Because once you're there, we talked about it, you go back to that, that downfall. Um, you always want to be growing and you know, working right, on yourself. But that level of gratitude is so impactful and th- something that gets missed really oftentimes. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, being, being present, present time consciousness and uh, meditation for myself is something that's, that's very difficult. But I've tried to uh, make it more a part of my lifestyle. And I find that when I do, it's easier to be joyful in the moment in with we all have our, our day-to-day stuff.
2: Yeah, because there's, I mean, there's two kind of these two forms of like happiness. There's, uh, well, do- dopamine, I would say, I would argue it's almost more of like a high. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're chasing this high. It's this adrenaline focus yeah. pushing me to do something. And then that contentness is an entirely different feeling. And that's when those dopamines are like zero.
1: They're low. But that right. is what you're saying. That's where joy and happiness lies.
2: Yeah.
0: So what is the answer for controlling it and regulating it?
2: I think the meditation, like I said, is a I huge one. Sure. Journaling, um, there's also been studies about how if the more you journal about something um in a positive light that like don't lie to yourself. Like if it, it has to be something you truly enjoy already, but the more you express gratitude towards a specific person or behavior or task or event or whatever it is, the higher your dopamine levels become naturally when you go to experience that again. So you can still create habits that have a higher dopamine ratio by expressing gratitude on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. So it sounds really counterintuitive, but you're kind of tricking your brain into, you know, oh, I really actualizing how much you love and enjoy these really positive impacts in your life.
1: Yep. yep. Use the, use the, like going to the gym as an example of that.
2: Yeah. So if you uh, have a workout that you enjoy, um, you know, I I used to love running. I think it's my perfect example. I used to get a little high, um, that little runner's high. And so I used to go run every single day. And the more that you think about the positive impacts of that, the higher your high can continue to be on that. Um, But if you were to Here's here's something that people do that is not always the greatest thing. If you reward yourself for doing something like that, your brain then reconnects instead of to the positive behavior like going out for that run, then to the reward. And then it's counterintuitive because then you're so focused on the fact that the reward is the thing that – Gets you excited and drives you that you're no longer directly driven to do the positive thing. So that's, that like, makes a, sense.
1: that's like the, uh, this is what makes dopamine so hard to understand. <laughs> it um, is. That's like when the oh, – I hate going to the gym, but I love the way I feel afterwards. You know, and so that is what uh, uh, Brian was talking about there. And people say Versus, that all the time.
2: I am going to work out five times this week and then I'm going to let myself eat a piece of cake you're no longer being driven by dopamine to work out the five days a week, you're being driven by the cake. <laughs> so that's where it is, you can rewire your brain in these positive ways, and I don't wanna say like trick it, um, but you can just focus on positive behaviors in a more regulatory way with mm-hmm. that like gratitude. Um, but I mean, like I said, if you're lying to yourself, your brain knows too. <laughs> it knows you just want that cake. Yeah.
0: Earlier this week, I had my first ever yoga session, which you talked about yoga and and how that can be of a benefit. And it was difficult. It was a difficult thing that I did. And then uh, right in the middle of it, I got very, very emotional. And I, I, I was tapping into something that I didn't even know was going to happen. And so we stopped. And uh, it was actually, I was working with Carrie, somebody else who's a contributor on this uh, podcast series. And uh, she sat me down and she got me in a place and covered my eyes. And she said, just experience it. And we wrapped up as about one in the afternoon by two, I felt probably the best that I'd felt in months. And this all goes back to the yoga part of it, which yeah. yoga is not just stretching. It was, yeah, <laughs> it a was workout. a difficult thing that I was doing yeah. and my legs were sore for two days. So right.
2: That's so funny that you mentioned that Todd, because I was, uh, listening to this thing from like a psychologist that was also talking about, um, the roller coaster of life and how we deal with these types of things and, a, a hack for you, you know, talked about like hacking dop- dopamine, um how do we change, you know, this roller coaster? The answer is we don't either. We, if you're miserable, sit in that and feel that. And that's important because that is important. It's a driving uh, mechanism in a different light than dopamine is because it does change behavior and our mindset. And it allows us then to understand that we can get through those lows and not constantly have to only chase the highs. And the lows, as we know, make the highs that much higher because it's a ratio. Mm-hmm. And so sitting in those emotions is so, so crucial to the human element.
1: Yeah. Very, very
0: difficult to do. Oh, it is because if you're experiencing experiencing a negative emotion, you're Instinct is to run from it because it's uncomfortable there as soon as possible. But my, and again, I do not have a medical background. However, (laughs) I think that emotions exist for a reason, positive and negative. And if you're having a negative emotion, there's a reason that Mm -hmm. it's there. Yeah. And like you, like you said, Bree, if you just dive into it and experience it and let it go through it instead of trying to fight it off on the backside of that is a much better feeling. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's
2: so much more fruitful. The pursuit of happiness will, will rarely make you happy, but a deeper understanding of yourself and connecting with that is where happiness grows.
1: Mm-hmm. And then when you are able to do that and you're, you're having negative emotions or situations and you ask yourself, "Why am I? why am I feeling this way? Sit with it, like you mentioned. It makes it easier to... Handle adversity or issues, whatever it may be, head on and move on from it. And you don't get so,
2: yeah, I love that handling adversity aspect. So, uh, TJ has been on this kick of, uh, this like cryo, cold therapy, ice baths, all that stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And he's been like trying to get me to do this. I hate cold. Um, (laughs) but there have been studies that. I think it's at like 10 or 15 minutes when you sit in an ice bath or something like that, dopamine levels start kicking in and it's almost like your body's reward for, there's a lot of really amazing like health impacts. We won't go into it, but,
1: um, and i I'm not there yet I'm not there <laughs> to, the, to, to that that long yet but um I'm working up to
0: it <laughs> it's just, stuff is cold I experienced yeah. something with that with going from a really warm hot tub into a cold pool yeah back and forth and when I went into that cold pool it was it was not just what I would consider to be a dopamine hit it was a full on energy brush
2: yeah. yeah well adrenaline I'm yeah. sure because that is also uh like a sister, you know what I mean. To right. dopamine, it's uh, adrenaline and dopamine work together in a lot of different ways. And so, to push through those types of things, your body has to kick those things in. We talked about childbirth earlier; same thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and so the the reason that I like the the cold plunge, uh, if you will, is because it it's an adversity. It is something that is is not comfortable. And so in business ownership and we we deal with a lot of insurance companies and you know we deal with a lot of people that it just makes it easier to handle the situations that being business owners and managing teams and a bunch of people and vendors it makes it easier to handle those situations when they come up that's honestly why I do it i'm just trying to get myself uncomfortable so that i'm comfortable when uncomfortable situations pop up and they do every single day something else pops up
2: yeah. Um, but that's also why as entrepreneurs, you naturally are kind of that dopamine addict. You have those higher levels of dopamine rushes and then you're chasing that um, because it gets you through the lows <laughs> because then you're driving towards these things. But uh, there's times when it needs to be turned off and turned on. And, you know, the, they say the the guy that can afford the beach house rarely enjoys his beach house. Because that guy is a dopamine addict. So he's not going to sit there and chill in his beach house and say, look at this beautiful beach house and how content I am. Um, that's not that person. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you kind of got to go through within because uh, on one of my podcasts that I was listening to, it it, uh, it had a saying that said, if you, if you buy yourself new furniture, you still have to sit there. And so you got to change you. Changing the furniture in your house isn't going to change anything. You got to right. change yourself first. And then the person that sits on the new furniture is different. And that is where the the
0: joy and happiness,
2: yeah, all back to that gratitude and presence and the hard work.
0: It all makes perfect sense, yeah. yeah. And, and and I'm not kidding when I tell you I got a little dopamine rush happening right now just from this conversation. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Seriously, right. it,
0: it happened. Yeah. So. That was <laughs> <That> wonderful. <was good. laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that all the good. great information. This is uh, this has been fascinating, and you've kind of shifted my perspective as to how I look at this particular neurotransmitter type thing with dopamine that. I was looking at it from the opposite side and this was uh it, it was it was instilled a lot of knowledge into me with this and I think I can uh move forward from there.
2: Yeah, that's great. I think that that's, you know, the big takeaway I would say from me to sum it all up is, you know, dopamine is the excitement. It's the I'm so happy and excited. I'm going to get this. It's your driving force. But we have to juxtapose that with the I'm happy and fulfilled because I have this. Mm-hmm. I'm satisfied in a healthy manner, um, and I'm chasing in a healthy manner. And that balance is super crucial.
1: That was so beautifully happiness. said. I don't know if I have anything. Else to
0: say. <laughs> very, very well put. Dr. TJ and Brie Allinger, Chiropractic Essence and Essence Med. Uh, quickly, give out your contact information if folks want to uh, stop by.
1: Uh, we, we would love to have you in the office and, and give you a tour. Uh, we're located at 34... 24 West Broadway and, uh, briefly give our, uh, social media handles.
2: Yeah. And you can follow us, um, for chiropractic at e chiropractic or essence med at essence med CB. And we have some exciting news. We are launching officially essence health group. So
1: yeah.
2: essence dot is our new website. And we're going to be launching into all sorts of super fun stuff that talks about how to hack your body with gut health, diet and nutrition and a lot of other cool stuff
1: yeah we're gonna be going into some more uh niches to help help serve you know more specific people which we will probably dive into on other podcasts yep
0: absolutely exciting stuff guys thank you very much dr tj and brie alger uh on this episode of wellness you we thank you for listening and we release new episodes each week until next time take care